In comparison to Shirley Temple and Master Betty, George Gordon Byron, better known as Lord Byron, was a doddery old man when he burst into the public's imagination as an eroticised literary sensation. He was 24. Some two centuries later, his scandalous reputation remains gloriously intact. This talented, pouty shag merchant with the lustrous hair still looms large in our cultural imagination, gazing out from portraits with the confidence of a man who knows he could seduce your mum, your sister and your pet dog if he wanted to. Such is the enduring perfection of the visual brand that often obscures his poetry. I'd never read a single line until researching this book. But one line that does still seem to do the rounds on the internet is his alleged quote about becoming a celebrity. I awoke one morning and found myself famous. This humble brag was supposedly issued in response to the sudden rush by the public to buy up the first two cantos of his new poem, Child Harold's Pilgrimage, a loosely autobiographical travel romance based on his post-university travels in Europe, which cast young Byron as the archetype of brooding poetical sexiness. The problem with this story is that it was an exaggeration bordering on myth. True enough, the book sold out in less than three days, but only from a print run of 500 copies, and only the very wealthy could afford them. After six months, total sales numbered 4,500, and this was a smash hit in 1812, and library copies would have increased readership yet further. But it's not as if all of London, a city of nearly a million souls, was reading him. If Byron became the sudden talk of the town, it was mostly the posh knobs who were doing the gabbling. As Mary O'Connell notes, the hidden star in this story was the publisher, John Murray, who played a blinder in marketing Byron as an aristocrat of great dignity, but also as a brooding, moody romantic with a flash of danger running through his heart. While Murray laid the book's marketing groundwork, Byron glided through the fancy drawing rooms of London, wooing his audience in advance. What's more, we're not even sure if Byron ever scribbled that line about waking up famous. It's taken from the biography written by his friend, Thomas Moore, who claimed to be quoting from Byron's unpublished memoir, which Moore conveniently burned. What raises suspicion is that Moore was the lead architect of the instantaneous fame idea, later recalling of Byron, his fame had not to wait for any of the ordinary gradations, but seemed to spring up like the palace of a fairy tale in a night. Nice line, but is it legit? Moore's desire to cast Byron in the role of Southern superstar was perhaps a promotional tactic designed to make him seem like a natural marvel and to embolden his reputation after a pitiful, premature death suffered in Greek exile. The way the story usually gets told, we might assume Byron scribbled his first ever poem, bunged it in the post, went to bed, and awoke to find himself covered in frilly knickers chucked through his window by a bevy of impassioned fans. That isn't the case. Not least because most women went commando in the early 1800s, but also because this wasn't his first poem, or even his first book. Child Harold's Pilgrimage was his third publication in five years. In fact, his second work, English Bards and Scotch Reviewers, was a biting satire of the critical savaging his debut work had received, meaning Byron was already so established that he'd managed to acquire his own legion of haters in his first work and then publicly diss them in his sequel, all before supposedly waking up famous. 
In short, there's no doubting Byron's fame was turbocharged by the release of his third work, and he grew to be a publishing phenomenon, but it certainly wasn't overnight success. <laughs> 